Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome to the last week of the NFL, uh, the week 18 preview, last week of the regular season, going over last week's results, week 17, go over the games for this week in week 18. Any pieces of injury news, my picks to win each game, going over best bets from last week, and picking new ones for the final week of the regular season. Like, comment, subscribe, stars, any kind of interaction is appreciated. Sorry that I sound like I just woke up. It's because I did. Um, (laughs) I planned on recording this earlier this week. Worked late every single night or had plans. Dude. So I never had time. Uh... Got home early last night and decided to lay down and fell asleep early. So, here we are. So, yeah, apologies. I sound like I just woke up because I did. Anyways, going over week 17 NFL results now. The Dallas Cowboys defeated the Tennessee Titans 27-13 on Thursday Night Football. Josh Dobbs playing for the Titans at quarterback. 232 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Dak Prescott on the other side for the Cowboys. 282 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. C.D. Lamb had 11 receptions for 100 yards. Excuse me. The Atlanta Falcons defeated the Arizona Cardinals 20-19. David, I don't know if this is blah, blah, blow, but uh, the Cardinals quarterback, 222 yards, one touchdown. Desmond Ritter for the Falcons, 169 yards, no touchdowns or picks. Tyler Allgaier, Allgaier, however you say his name. 83 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Detroit Lions defeated the Chicago Bears 41-10, an absolute blowout. Justin Fields, 75 passing yards, one passing touchdown, one interception with 132 rushing yards. Jared Goff, 255 yards and three touchdowns. Jamal Williams, 144 yards and a touchdown. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Denver Broncos 27-24. Russell Wilson, 222 passing yards, one passing touchdown, one interception, 27 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Patrick Mahomes, 328 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. The New England Patriots defeated the Miami Dolphins 23-21. Teddy Bridgewater had 161 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Raheem Mostert was the leading receiver out of the backfield. He had 29 rushing yards, 62 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. Mac Jones for the Patriots, 203 yards, two touchdowns. New York Giants defeat the Indianapolis Colts, 38-10. The only stat line I found worth even talking about was Daniel Jones, 177 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 91 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. The New Orleans Saints defeated the Philadelphia Eagles, 22-10. Gardner Minshew, 274 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Devontae Smith, nine receptions for 115 yards, the other side of the ball. Andy Dalton had 204 yards and an interception. Taysom Hill, 24 passing yards, 46 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown, and another reception for nine yards to his name. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the Carolina Panthers 30-24. Sam Darnold, 341 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. DJ Moore, six receptions, 117 yards and a touchdown. Tom Brady, you thought Sam Darnold had a big day at 340 yards. Tom Brady, 432 yards and three touchdowns. Mike Evans, 10 receptions for 207 yards and three touchdowns. Chris Godwin, nine receptions, 120 yards. 
Cleveland Browns defeated the Washington Commanders 24-10. Carson Wentz starting for Taylor Heineke for whatever reason. Uh, 160, oh, nope, sorry, read the wrong one. 143 yards, three touchdowns, uh, one rushing touchdown to his name. Deshaun Watson misses the 169 passing yards, three touchdowns, and 31 rushing yards. Nick Chubb, 104 yards on the ground. Uh, and Amari Cooper, three receptions for 105 yards and two touchdowns and three catches. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the Houston Texans 31-3. Davis Mills for the Texans, 202 passing yards and 33 rushing yards. Other side, Trevor Lawrence, 152 yards and a touchdown. Travis Etienne Jr., 108 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, three receptions for 32 receiving yards. The San Francisco 49ers defeated the Las Vegas Raiders 37-34 in overtime. Jarrett Stidham started in place of Derek Carr for the Raiders. 365 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, two interceptions, and another 34 rushing yards to his name. Josh Jacobs had 69 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown to go with four receptions for 26 receiving yards. Devontae Adams, seven receptions, 153 yards, and two touchdowns. Brock Purdy for the Niners, 284 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield, 121 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, six receptions for 72 yards. The Seattle Seahawks defeated the New York Jets 23-6. Mike White, 240 yards and two interceptions. Uh, Geno Smith, 183 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 133 rushing yards. Sorry for the hesitation. I can't read, apparently. Uh, the Green Bay Packers defeated the Minnesota Vikings 41-17. Kirk Cousins, 205 yards, one touchdown, and three picks. Aaron Rodgers, 159 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Jones, 111 yards out of the backfield. Los Angeles Chargers defeated the Los Angeles Rams. What a battle for SoFi Stadium. Baker Mayfield, oh sorry, the score was 31-10. Oops. Baker Mayfield, 132 yards. Cam Akers had 123 yards on the ground. Uh, Justin Herbert, 212 yards and a two touchdowns. Austin Eckler, 122 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, and 39 receiving yards on four catches. The Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Baltimore Ravens 16-13 on Monday night football. Uh, Snoop Huntley, 130 yards, one touchdown, one interception. J.K. Dobbins had 93 yards, and Mark Andrews had nine receptions for 100 yards meaning he had 100 of Snoop Huntley's 130 passing yards to himself. Kenny Pickett, 168 yards, one touchdown. Najee Harris, 111 rushing yards um, with 12 receptions, or 12, <laughs> 12 receiving yards, woo, and a receiving touchdown on two catches. Um, and then the Monday Night Football game, we all know, was postponed and then later canceled the Buffalo Bills uh, Cincinnati Bengals game. The Bengals were ahead 7-3 before the game was postponed initially and then canceled later, um, having some implications on this last week with some AFC playoff, um, I don't know what you want to call it, playoff determining factors, uh, scenarios, whatever you would like to say. Uh, I, I won't be insensitive with anything I say here. I'm still going to Look at every single game throughout next week. Um, definitely going to have to take into consideration what happened on Monday Night Football and the effect that it's going to have on the players from both sides of the ball in that game. But um, I'm glad DeMar Hamlin's doing great. Um, getting off the breathing tube last night. Um, 
communicating with people, holding their hands. Fantastic news considering where we thought he was going on Monday night. Um, the only piece of injury news outside of that that I have found, um, Seattle Seahawks linebacker and leading tackler Jordan Brooks tore his ACL against the Jets and will obviously miss the final game of the season and part of next season. That's a big hole for the Seahawks to fill this coming week. Um, yeah, so that's the only piece of injury news that I had sticking out to me. If I think of some as I go through these games, I'll obviously point them out, but that's just what's coming off the top of my head. Um, so yeah, the games and spreads this week with lines from FanDuel Sportsbook on Saturday. Today, we have the Kansas City Chiefs 9.5 point favorites against the Las Vegas Raiders with the over-under set at 51.5 total points. Um, my picks in this game are the Chiefs to win, the Raiders to cover, and the over. Um, Patrick Mahomes is just shy of 500 yards short of breaking the all-time uh, season passing record. Definitely doable in Kansas City's offense. And I think if he's getting close in the third quarter, or at least looks like he's on track to do it in the third quarter, could definitely see the Chiefs pushing the ball down the field with him to try to get this record um, turned over to him. He's also only well, a few touchdowns short. I say a few, probably like five touchdowns short of the all-time passing touchdowns record in a season. So I could see the Chiefs, regardless of if they are ahead or behind in the game, um, pushing the ball with Mahomes. But even if they have a great amount of success, the way that Stidham played last week and the fact that the Raiders want to win the rest of the season um, after benching Derek Carr, now that they financially have a quarterback on a more reasonable contract um, starting that understands Josh McDaniel's system better, they definitely want to go out there and be aggressive with the play calls, uh, show that Derek Stidham can be a starter for them next year. Um, so they can, you know, have their viable reason for getting rid of Derek Carr uh, and move on with the more financially feasible option. So I can see the Raiders being aggressive, keeping the game close, if not leading at certain points, and the Chiefs also pressing to get Patrick Mahomes that passing record. So I think the Chiefs will find a way to win, but the Raiders will keep it close, and there's going to be a lot of points in this game. The other game on Saturday... Tennessee Titans at Jacksonville Jaguars with the Jaguars favored by 6.5 points. The over-under set at a measly 39.5 total points. I'm saying the Jaguars win, but the Titans will find a way to keep it close. And the over will come into effect here. I just... Derrick Henry, you know. <laughs> it's hard to count the Titans out when they've got him rushing the football. Um, the Jaguars also, anytime that they've played... A bigger team in a meaningful game this season they froze up and I believe they've only covered the spread in one of the games they've played against a playoff team this season or at least a playoff contending team to this point um, even worse when they're favored by four points or more um, also of only one under 500 gone under 500 in the scenario straight up so I think they can find a way to win in this game. Um, the Titans are a pass-funnel defense, and the Jaguars can run a pass-funnel offense. Um, slot receivers for the Jaguars will be playing against one of the worst slot coverage teams in the Titans. Um, the Titans are also playing one of the worst rushing defenses since the opening five weeks of the season in the Jaguars. So I can see Derrick Henry having a big day. Um, Christian Kirk only needs 
four more receptions, I believe, to get $750,000 bonus. Zay Jones, it's either Zay Jones or DJ Chark has the same thing where they only need a handful of catches and a handful of yards uh, to get a contract bonus. I think Jaguars will find a way to score some points doing stuff like this. But uh, ultimately, the Titans keep it close as well. The rest of the games on Sunday, we start with the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins, for whatever reason, are two-point favorites. The over-under is set at 30.5 total points. Skylar Thompson is set to start for the Dolphins and Joe Flacco for the Jets, uh, with injuries occurring to the other quarterbacks in the room. So, yes, I'm not really sure what to make of that matchup. Um, I said Jets to win just because Joe Flacco is more consistent in the offense than Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson will probably be throwing a lot of checkdowns, so watch Raheem Mostert's receiving yards and receptions, especially after he led the team last week or for a lot of short passes um, you know, to the outside for Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and use their speed. But the Jets' defense is pretty well stymieing opponents this season, so I think it's not going to be much for the Jets to win. But I also don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored with checkdowns for the Dolphins and Joe Flacco playing quarterback for the Jets, so I went with the under in this game at 38.5 total points. Um, yeah, so you can have a 21-17 game here and still cover the under. That's what I'm going to go with. Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers, two-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is set at 40-and-a-half. This will be the game for Mike Tomlin and the Steelers uh, to keep his record intact of never having a losing season. They're sitting at 8-and-8 right now. Um, If they win this game and things go their way, they still can make the playoffs, if I remember correctly. Not exactly sure on the scenarios there. Um, But I still think the Browns find a way to win. Deshaun Watson's been getting his feet wet in his, you know, what is it, six starts before this game. Uh, getting better. Earning the offense is still not pretty. Um, but I, I just think the Browns will find a way to score more points, but not a lot of them, as I still think the under is the side there. Not much else I have to say on that game because, like I said, Deshaun Watson not playing pretty, but the Steelers um, battling to get... Uh, to a winning record, yet again, for Mike Tomlin. The Houston Texans at Indianapolis Colts is the next game here. Sorry, the Colts, two-and-a-half-point favorites, over-under set at 38.5 total points. I got the Colts winning and covering, and the under, the Texans' season just can't get over soon enough. Um, The thing, though, here, I could easily see the Texans winning the game outright. I just think it's more reasonable that the Colts do it. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything really else to say about this game. Um, hopefully the Colts get their stuff in order this offseason and figure it out because that roster was definitely better than the accomplishments they actually put out on the field this season. I think anyone would agree. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Atlanta Falcons next up. The Falcons are four and a half point favorites at home. The over-under set at 40 and a half total points. Uh, I have the Falcons beating the Buccaneers, but the Buccaneers covering and the under- um, from what I, I can get from this spread is that a lot of Buccaneers starters are sitting out, <laughs> rightfully so, after clinching the division and a playoff spot. Um, but is there really enough drop-off between Tampa Bay's second string and the first string that they can't cover four and a half against one of the worst teams in the league in the Falcons? You know what I mean? 
I think the Falcons can win this game, but I also think that the Buccaneers won't be pushovers, shall we say. Um, yeah, that's, that's really all I got there. Carolina Panthers at New Orleans Saints. The Saints with the dome field advantage, three and a half point favorites. Over under set at 41 and a half total points. Um, the Panthers are going to win this game and cover the plus three and a half. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points, so I'm going under 41 and a half total points. Um, I think Sam Darnold was right a few weeks ago when he gave the uh, interview where he said we have a pretty good football team as long as we execute. The Saints are one of the most hit-and-miss teams, um, like last week beating the Eagles, albeit with Gardner Minshew, but some weeks can't get out of their own way, so I think the Panthers can at least keep it within three and a half. I think they can even outright win the game, so that's just my take. New England Patriots at Buffalo Bills is the next matchup here. Um, Bills are seven-point favorites, over-under set at 42.5 total points. Um, so, yeah, like I said earlier, not going to be insensitive and ignore what happened with Damar Hamlin. But the news that I've heard out of Buffalo this week is they have only been doing um, light practices, walkthroughs this week, no hitting and heavy detailed game planning. One of the rumors out of uh, Buffalo is that if Kansas City wins today on Saturday that the Bills could possibly even forfeit the game against the Patriots. I personally don't see that happening, but I definitely think there's something to be said for the mindset that the players are in, having watched the situation unfold with DeMar Hamlin. Um, for that reason, uh, I, I'm not sure who to take to win, but I definitely think giving Bill Belichick um, this win and you're in or lose and go home situation in terms of the playoffs, um, Patriots and a touchdown worth of points is it has to be the play if you're going to bet this game um, just for the simple fact of where are the Bills players' headspace is at. And I'm not knocking them for not knowing because I would have to feel the same as them if I were in that situation. I'm, I'm almost in that situation for them not even being in their shoes. Like I, I don't know if I would want to go out and play this game either, especially if the battle for the one seed in the AFC is decided before they even step foot on the field, before they even get on, you know, if they take a bus to the home game or if they're driving there, before they even get to the stadium on Sunday. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely think if you're going to play that game, uh, Patriots plus seven is the move. If not, I'm not even going to touch that game. Um, Minnesota Vikings, seven and a half point favorites against the Chicago Bears. Over under set of 43 and a half total points. The Bears are starting Nathan Peterman. Um, so I have Vikings winning. I think that I put Bears to cover before I knew Nathan Peterman was starting. Definitely the over total points in this game, though. Um, the Bears defense is terrible. Vikings will score points. Even if they pull their starters late in the game, they're probably going to score at least 28 points to begin with. Um, but fade Nathan Peterman. That's my move. Um, Bears defense is still terrible. Vikings can put up some points. I think they probably pull their starters if they get out to a decent lead, doing all they can to win the game outright, and then that's all they really care about. Um, also could see the Bears surprising and keeping it close, but more likely scenario for me is Vikings pulling them out of the water, especially now that I know that Nathan Peterman's the starter. So, Baltimore Ravens at Cincinnati Bengals. 
Bengals are seven-point favorites, over-under set at 40.5. This is the same thing as the Bills game, except the Bengals are obviously going to play because um, Joe Burrow has flat-out said they're going out and playing because that's what they feel is the right thing to do. Um, I'm not, again, not going to speak for their headspaces, not even going to try to break this game down because who knows where they're at, especially like T. Higgins, who is the one in contact with DeMar Hamlin when that injury occurred. Um, not even going to try to predict this game. The only thing I would say is if you're going to try to pick against the spread, I would take the Ravens plus seven again because it's a touchdown against a team that we're not sure where they are mentally. But like I said, that's the only thing I would say about that game. That's only if you're looking for an edge. Not really like I'm saying I'm doing it, to be honest. I'm not even going to touch either of those two games. I'm not, I just don't want to have any part in that. New York Giants at Philadelphia Eagles next up. The Eagles are 14-point favorites. The over-under set at 42.5 total points. I've got the Eagles to beat the Giants. Giants to cover within two touchdowns and the over. I think the Eagles can score plenty of points against the Giants, and the Giants will probably score some as well. Um, Giants can keep it closer than 14, in my opinion. Probably be more like a 10-13 to 13 point game than over two touchdowns. So... Take Eagles win, Giants cover, and the over. Going to be a lot of points in that game if these teams have their set. Los Angeles Rams at Seattle Seahawks, six points. Uh, the favorite for the Seahawks over under set at 41.5 total points. I have the Seahawks winning and covering in the under. I just don't see anything that scares me from the Rams and the Seahawks win to get a better seed in the playoffs guaranteed spot. I think they'll come out guns blazing uh, to win this game. Score. Enough points for them to win, but play solid enough defense just to stop the Rams from scoring bunches. The Los Angeles Chargers at Denver Broncos. The Chargers started this game as a three-point favorite, and now they're a two-and-a-half-point underdog to the Broncos, over-under set at 39.5 total points. The Broncos are my pick to win and cover, and I think we're going to get an over in a Denver Broncos game as long as the Chargers come out and play meaningful football. If not, it's going to be an under game again. Um, the Chargers can wait until one of the earlier games. I don't remember exactly how the playoffs tied into their final week. But essentially, they're going to know if they're in the playoffs by the time that this game kicks off, or at least close enough to kick off, they'll know if they're running Justin Herbert out there to play. Um, so yeah, this is a game I would wait until kickoff to even bet, because if they're already locked in, I doubt we'll see Justin Herbert playing in the game. And then... It's take the Broncos at two and a half. You know what I mean? Next game up, the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, the 49ers are 14-point favorites. Another thing like the Eagles over-under set at 40 and a half total points. I've got the Niners to win the game, but the Cardinals to cover two touchdowns and over again. Same scenario as last time where I see the favored team getting out scoring points, but the other team being capable of at least scoring some uh, enough to cash the over but keep it within the 14 points. So so what's that? Something along the lines of a 27 to 17 kind of game, something like that, or 27, 14 even. Um, yeah, not sure how many people are going to be playing for the 49ers. Not sure if they have much to play for already having won the division, but here we are. With 14 points in favor, I would have to assume most of their starters are at least going to start the game. Uh, next up, Dallas Cowboys minus 7 at Washington Commanders. The over-under set at 40.5 total points. I've got Cowboys winning, covering, and the over. Although, again, 
if they don't have much to play for, if the Eagles win and they are locked into a playoff spot, I could be, see this being the Commanders plus seven and an under kind of game. Uh, completely depends on what the Cowboys have to play for coming into it. If they can play for a better seed, better matchup, then I could see the Commanders having more success against them. Final game, Sunday Night Football, Detroit Lions at Green Bay Packers. Packers are four and a half point favorites at the moment at home. This line will easily change um, depending on the Seahawks game. If the Seahawks win, the Lions are out of the playoffs and could see this line balloon up. But the Lions under Dan Campbell definitely not going to give up easily, especially if they can get knocked out of the playoffs um, before they get there and they have the chance to knock a divisional foe out of the playoffs. You know they're going to come out motivated. Um, the over-under set on this game is 49.5 total points. I think the Packers find a way to win, but the Lions will keep it close. I would watch for this line to maybe balloon up to something like 6 or 6.5 if the Seahawks win earlier on in the day or if the game is in hand against the Rams before this game kicks off. So I'm saying Packers win, Lions cover, but the under 49.5 total points with this game being played outside at Lambeau, uh, Jared Goff statistically plays worse outside than he does inside. Um, and then playing against someone who's great in prime time and at home in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, not thinking that there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one. Okay, so now we're going to go over my best bets from last week. We were 31 and 40 coming in with 1 and 4 this last week. Losses were the 49ers minus 10, Tennessee Titans plus 12 and a half, Carolina Panthers and Buccaneers under 40 and a half total points and the Eagles minus six against the Saints all losers the Jets at Seahawks under 42 and a half was the winner scoring 29 points so we're 32 and 44 going into the last week of the regular season um it's my best bets this week Cleveland Browns at Pittsburgh Steelers under 40 and a half total points what about Browns versus Steelers encourages you they're going to score a lot I'll wait for your answer as I re finish recording this podcast and this game happens um, I'll wait and uh, just wait and see myself proven correct here. Carolina Panthers plus three and a half against the Saints. Like I said, Carolina probably can win this game outright. I think they're the better team, more consistent team. Um, just a matter of putting it all together really is the thing. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at Chicago Bears over 43 and a half total points. I think the Vikings plan in this game is to get out there, score touchdowns early, and have Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, TJ Hawkinson, all those guys sit for the second half with comfortable lead. Um, I bet you they'll score 28 easily against this Bears defense and then sit in the second half. And then we're only really counting on two touchdowns and a field goal for the rest of the game from either side. So I like that over. Tennessee Titans plus 6.5 at Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, Titans can definitely keep that game closer than a touchdown, but I still think Jaguars can win it outright. Dallas could see them choking and Tennessee winning it outright, so I'm just going to take Tennessee and the points to be safe. Finally, Arizona at 49ers. Arizona Cardinals at San Francisco 49ers, over 40.5 total points. I mean, 49ers put up 34 last week, tying the Raiders to go to overtime, um, winning 37-34, so that right there almost covers the number. Cardinals are not as solid of a team, um, on offense at least, but the 49ers also obviously play some loose defense. Um, they're already locked in as divisional champions. 
uh, just completely depends on the situation around them as to where their final seeding will be. So I see them having some to play for, but after half I could see this being another game where they sit the starters. And um, yeah, head, uh, head to the second string players for the second half or so. Cardinals can score some points on that. Over 40.5 total points for me. If you don't like these numbers straight up, as always, a 5-team 7-point teaser on FanDuel will get you plus 250 odds. A little bit nicer. But that's all I got for you this week. Sorry that I sound like I just woke up because I did. Hopefully you enjoyed any kind of interaction you can give this episode, podcast, anything. Truly appreciated. Uh, be back next week with the playoffs. promise it'll be earlier than the day of the games. But until then, talk to you later. Bye-bye.